0: Locked on Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Seconds left. He's got the ball. He should
1: have it. Isaiah hangs out of the ball, flips it up to the Raptors. Detroit is the
0: city of champions again. Detroit basketball.
1: What is happening? Welcome to the Locked on Pistons podcast, Your episode for Wednesday, October the 28th in the top of the draft. Coming into a little bit of focus here, this is your boy Matt Shook, the host of the Locked on Pistons podcast, the sports writer here in Detroit City covering sports gambling for playmichigan.com, a Pistons fan and follower my whole life, just like you guys, and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for spreading the word. About the Locked on Pistons podcast today, Keith Langlois of Pistons.com drops a little bit of a bomb, especially considering Keith's position and the the team he works for, the Detroit Pistons. We're also going to hear from brother Brian on a draft profile on one that's got me excited. And Yeko Kongwu, the time is now for Brian to tell us all about the star from USC, the apple of my eye. And then also later on, the ringer.com comes with its latest projection, backing up some of the things that Keith Langlois has to say, and also giving us some enticing trades that might happen at the top of the draft. But give me a follow at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, another underscore after that, also the Locked on Pistons Twitter account, and check us out on Facebook at Locked on Pistons Dash, Matt Shook, and give Brother Brian a follow, shook 12 at Twitter, and also, The Play Michigan account, play underscore Michigan. We've got the running blog now of when online sports betting will launch in Michigan in addition to online casinos. All the latest information on the website there and also pinned to the top of the Twitter feed. First of all, congratulations to any of you who might be fans of the Los Angeles Dodgers World Series champions last night. Of course, the coronavirus, uh, and I don't mean to laugh about the positive coronavirus case for Justin Turner, kind of overshadows the win right at the end of it, and then maybe you know more fun to talk about and more fun to argue about is the Blake Snell removal of the game by Kevin Cash. I like Kevin Cash, good guy. I've interviewed him before, but uh, seems like the numbers kind of went a little crazy there. And I know it's this is like old guy Super Bowl day, and I don't want to be. Quite that guy, but this is like the analytics has gone too far day, old guy Super Bowl. So, congratulations to old guy who can uh, give his anti-analytics takes, which I do agree with in this scenario. But uh, it's 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 the debate of our generation for sports, right? Have the numbers gone too far? And in certain cases, certainly maybe they have. For basketball, it's a little bit of a different scenario. The Houston Rockets were that on steroids, as we know. And everyone's going to talk about how Daryl Morey should go straight to the Hall of Fame because of all he accomplished in Houston. But, uh, yeah, for for my purposes as a fan, I don't enjoy watching all the three-pointers. We've talked about all this stuff ad nauseum before. Let's go all draft for the rest of the show here, I also want to give a plug real quick to Will Hunter. Check him out on Locked On Spartans, but he's got a new endeavor, a newsletter, and also he's starting up a paid website. So if you're a big Michigan State Spartans fans, I'm telling you that you got to check out Will Hunter on Twitter. He's going to have all the details there and links for you of the new subscription service that you should check out. Just thirty bucks a year. So that's all, and he's uh, grinding, working hard for it. And uh, check out the, the few posts, how deep he gets into football, and that's going to continue for, for basketball and other sports as well. So check it out, Will Hunter there. But Keith Langlois, one of our friends here of the program of Pistons.com, longtime Oakland Press columnist and writer, guy who's been around the Pistons for many years and knows the NBA very, very well, had a quick article that came out on Pistons.com, this was on Monday that this came out. It wasn't a mailbag; just kind of a an interesting little story and uh, worth you know pointing out that Keith works for the Pistons, so everything that he writes, um, and, and I'm not, I don't say that to denigrate Keith. I just say that to kind of give the full picture of what's going on. So that's not to say that Keith is the mouthpiece poi- of the front office and that they're just trying to get information out there. Keith, you know, does a good job of staying. Separate in some ways, but it might, you know, there are some theories. There are some ways that you can read into kind of this stuff and think, oh, maybe that's maybe that's info that he has from people inside the Pistons front office. Maybe he's working sources outside of the front office. Maybe he's just reading the same materials that we are in terms of mock drafts and some of the experts and some of the podcasts that we're listening to out there. But uh, long story short, Keith O'Pines in his story at Pistons at number seven saying that not only are Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, and LaMelo Ball believed to be off the board at number seven unless you trade up and, and try to move up in this draft. And that's stuff that we pretty much always knew. I don't think there's too many realistic worlds where any of those three fall down to number seven. But Keith also added a couple of two more players to that list that will likely be gone At number seven, and this isn't shocking names. This isn't uh, stop the presses type breaking news, but to say it as definitively as, as Keith does was something that kind of brought some things into focus for me. And honestly, these are two names that if you're a Pistons fan and you're me and you're sitting here, you're happy to see these two names go off the board. Fine players and fine prospects, but just not the players that I would like this team to end up with at number seven. Keith says, push those three off to the side and all but rule them out as being available for the Pistons with the seventh pick. It all—it now seems more likely than ever that two other players, Obi Toppin and Denny Evdia, also will go before the Pistons pick. Since the NBA has decided to allow 10 in-person interviews and those have begun, a little more intelligence has come to light. And what it's pointed at is Toppin and Evdia solidifying their status as likely high lottery picks, end quote. So, sounds like, uh, you know, and, and this isn't definitive. There's nothing in stone about any of this stuff. We know trades could change things. We know uh, interviews could change things, and we know that a little bit of a silly season out there, right? Uh, teams are trying to throw journalists and insiders off the scent. Not only throw them off the scent, but give disinformation out there about who they like. Uh, it's it's one of the things that is kind of part of the game right now. And honestly, uh, I got to give credit to the insiders and folks like Keith Langlois out there. It does seem like that drafts in all sports, there's less lying to insiders these days and more being truthful to insiders. I find that when I watch drafts, they're going according to plan a little bit more now now so now now i wonder if there's a inflection point if there's a tipping point especially in this nba draft where there seems to be a lot of parity between even number 1 and number 12 in the draft i can't tell you i mean if i wouldn't sit here and guarantee my life that the number 12 pick in the draft Uh, will certainly not have a better career than the number one pick. That's how kind of muddled things are right now. Throw in the pandemic, throw in the lack of the combine, the classic workout uh, that you wholesale have at the Pistons facility and all that. So, So it's an unusual draft. We know that. We've talked about that. Maybe this is the draft where the misinformation kicks into high gear, and there's a lot of surprises on draft night. That is not the pattern in professional sports in the NBA these days. But Keith Langlois, again, reporting that not only is Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, and LaMelo Ball likely off the board, as we kind of figured, but Obi Toppin and Denny Evdia um, almost certainly off the board as well, a couple of wings, uh, Denny with the offensive upside, Obi Toppin with the offensive upside as well, Denny maybe with a little bit more defensive uh, at least belief that he's going to be a capable defensive player on the wing. Obi Toppin, a lot more questions there. But Toppin, certainly older, more uh, accomplished, and probably will can will step in right away and help a team on day one as far as being uh, at least a solid NBA player. So there's five that sound like they're off the board. Pistons pick seven. So maybe take one more of those guys off the board and then see where we're at. And, of course, we're talking about the Tyrese Halliburton's of the world, the Killian Hayes, and Yeko Okong-woo. Um, you can throw Isaac Okoro in that mix as well as players that might possibly fit for the Pistons at number seven that now we're finding out could very well be available. Let's talk about one of those guys. Up next, Brian's going to tell us about and Okongwu, my guy. That's coming up next here on the Locked on Pistons podcast. But hey, got to tell you guys about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. The improved Built Bar is even more delicious. The six new flavors Caramel Brownie, Cookies and Cream, Cherry barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, Apple Almond Crisp. Let me tell you about one of the worst stretches of time you can have. That is when you're out of the built Bars that you had and you're waiting for your next shipment to get here. You paid the money, you, you're salivating, you're ready. That's where I'm at right now, unfortunately. Don't let that happen to you. Keep that steady stream of built Bar coming into your life. Add those six new flavors to the OGs. Flavors like coconut almond and peanut butter brownie. These bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. The built Bars are healthy. They're great for the health-conscious guy or even the gal. Lose or maintain the weight while indulging in a delicious treat. These bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Those are the macros you want. Check out the flavor profile for the Cherry Barcia. Just 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. It tastes great. As well, go to builtbar.com. Use promo code LockedOn, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LockedOn for 20% off at builtbar.com. Yes.
0: A few weeks ago, host Matt Shook asked you listeners to submit your opinions on the top seven draft prospects for the Pistons. And after a healthy response from you, he compiled those submissions and unveiled the list of the 18 players that you voted for in the order in which you guys selected. We have decided to take that list and work our way up and give a more in-depth summary of those prospects. So today we look at number seven on that list: Onyeka Okongwu, a 19-year-old, six-foot-ten-inch, 245-pound power forward. Okongwu was born in Los Angeles to Nigerian parents. He attended Chino Hills High School in California. His freshman year he joined forces with teammates Lonzo, Leangelo, and Lamelo Ball and while averaging almost 8 points, 7 rebounds, and 4 blocks a game, Chino Hills went 35-0 and won the California Interscholastic Federation Open Division state title and a number one national ranking. For his efforts, Okongwu was named the Max Preps Co-National Freshman of the Year with teammate LaMelo Ball. As a sophomore, number 21, a number he wears in honor of his late brother Namdi, who died in 2014 as a result of a skateboarding accident, Okongwu and Chino Hills went to the CIF Open Division Semifinals and CIF State Southern Regional Semifinals. The trophies and accolades started pouring in his junior year as he led Chino Hills back to the CIF Southern Section, Division I and CIF CIF Division 1 championships. His 28 points and 14 rebounds a game were enough to win him California's Mr. Basketball Award and also make the USA Today All-USA California First team. The resume continued to fill up in Onyeka's senior campaign and like a broken record, his Chino Hills team repeated as CIF Division 1 state champions and Akongwu continued filling up the stat sheet to the tune of 27 points, 11 rebounds, 4 blocks and four assists per game. Continuing the rerun theme, Okongwu became the fifth player to win a second California Mr. Basketball award and also reclaimed his space on the USA Today All-USA First Team. Five stars is the rating Okongwu got as a recruit because they ain't got no more stars to give. He was such a special talent that both USC and UCLA offered him scholarships during his freshman season in high school. The offer from USC is the one he ultimately accepted to play for coach Andy Enfield. Almost 17 points, 9 rebounds, and 3 blocks a night are not typical freshman numbers in a Power 5 conference, and Okongwu has never been a typical basketball player. The Trojan freshman was named to the Pac-10 All-Freshman team and the All-Pac-10 First team in the COVID-shortened season. Okongwu told No Chill Productions what his goals would be going to his new team in the NBA. Some of the goals for me on are- Honestly, I just want to make an impact for whatever team I get drafted to. I just want to be able to play right away, make an impact, make a name for myself no matter where I go. That's my main goal. I'm going to start on the defensive end because that's where this guy's ability jumps out at you. With his size, as well as the Kong Wu moves, and his recognition of passing lanes, he is a wrecker on the defensive end. His versatility allows him to defend even smaller players, and because of his size, he is a great counter defender to pick and rolls that we see so often in today's game. He also doesn't get lost in space on defense against smaller players, and plays great recovery D, and seems to play a little longer than his average wingspan for his size, but he does most of his damage near the hoop as a strong rim defender, and he's probably the best shot blocker in the class, and if a rebound comes anywhere near him, it's his. That rebounding rule also pertains on the offensive end, as a Kongwu likes to clean glass over there as well. He also has very good footwork, and that coupled with his high energy, he shows a lot of moves near the basket to get by defenders and get easy looks. And that footwork also helps him roll off pick and rolls effectively. But like most big men coming into the league, a Kongwu's perimeter game must get better to be a fully functional offensive weapon in today's NBA. He does possess decent mechanics and touch, so there is reason reason to believe that he could eventually get there and add that to his arsenal. He takes a lot of risks on both ends of the court and that can lead to less than desirable results. His passing and court vision leave a lot to be desired and some of his decision making could judiciously be called questionable. And while physically he could pass on day one in the NBA, his lower body strength needs to improve so he doesn't get pushed around as much. And some more savvy NBA bigs will be able to take advantage of his tendency to fall for pump fakes we are getting into the territory of players who might not be available at the number seven pick but most likely he will be there and if he is he might be tough to pass up especially if your boy host matt shook has anything to say about it which he does not if the pistons left draft night with a i like most people would be happy but i would like to see the pistons grab someone whose game is a little more polished on the offensive end not to say a Kongwu can't get there because I think he can. Some good NBA comps I've seen are Antonio McDyess and Tristan Thompson. Thank you, and we look forward to you joining us on the next installment when we will look at point guard Tyrese Halliburton. So Halliburton coming up from Brian
1: next week, but this week Okoro and Vassell and Anyeko Okongwu, so a little bit of a theme in guys that should be able to help out defensively on day one and guys that could help to, you know, develop their offensive games going forward. And, of course, we'll keep Brian around. He said some nice things about Onyeka there. So good on him there. And, uh, yeah, so the, the draft profiles continue. Thanks again to Brother Brian for keeping up a great job on that. And we will have him on Fridays with Brian this week, of course, and we will break down what we think about those three guys kind of as a group, where we're at. Brian's going to eventually have his top seven Ready at the uh, as the draft becomes closer here. We're, uh, I guess, what, 18, 19, uh, 20, 20, 21 days, I guess, uh, three weeks from today, I guess. Yeah, three weeks from today on a Wednesday night, November 18th, is the NBA draft. And it's coming into focus, and Brian's doing a great job of giving you all the details you need to know leading up to it. But I got some more details coming up next. That is the ringer. Latest mock draft, all sorts of juicy trades. I know lottery trades are kind of the rage right now in NBA rumors, and we've got some some juicy ones. That's coming up next year on the Locked On Pistons podcast, which is a proud member of the Locked On Network, your team, every day. I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting excited about the NBA draft three weeks from today, November 18th, and if the draft shakes out anything like Kevin O'Connor of The Ringer, talks about in his latest mock draft, which came out this week. It will be a fun night of pretend NBA basketball. Let's start out with number one. The Minnesota Timberwolves make a deal, kind of the Jason Tatum special type of deal, where a team, the Charlotte Hornets, move up from number three in a pick swap for number one with Minnesota. The Hornets throw in their unprotected 2022 first-round pick. That's two years from now about uh, into that deal, and the Hornets move up to take James Wiseman. So rumblings that the Golden State Warriors might like Wiseman at number two, so the Hornets have to do something to move up to number one to get the center that they want. James Wiseman goes number one. So the the Warriors still stuck at number two. Wiseman off the board. Sounds like that Edwards and Wiseman were the players that were working out recently for the Warriors, so Kevin O'Connor goes with Anthony Edwards to the Golden State Warriors. At number two. Interesting about that 2022 pick. We've talked about this in the past. The 2022 might be that valuable draft because of the 18 uh, year olds allowed into the new CBA to go straight to the NBA from college. Imani Bates might be part of that group. However, it seems like the pandemic might be pushing that back. So we might be talking about the 2023 draft being a little bit more valuable than your average draft and that these 2022 picks might become a little bit more available on the trade market than they have been. Those were kind of earmarked as a little bit more valuable of draft picks than they had been in the past, but now those might be kind of flattening out a little bit and not becoming as important as they may be worth thought to be, so all good plans go to waste. I guess if you're a front office trying to look ahead to the future, the pandemic, of course, had a lot to do with that. Timberwolves go down from number one to number three, and Kevin O'Connor has them taking Denny of Dia, and a little bit of a surprise pick uh opining that how can you have LaMelo Ball and D'Angelo Russell in the same backcourt, those guys need the ball. So uh, only one ball to go around, apparently. So number four, the Chicago Bulls get a little bit of a gift and have LaMelo Ball fall to them. And Kevin O'Connor has the, the, ball, the youngest ball brother ending up with the Chicago Bulls to somehow figure out how that's going to work with Zach Levine and Kobe White. It's a smart pick. I mean, obviously you can't – if you're bad like the Bulls, you can't be picking – based on your current roster. But, man, a lot of high lottery picks on the Bulls. It's kind of that um, damned if you do, damned if you don't in terms of rebuilding, that stage where maybe you don't want to be in. You're, you're perpetually rebuilding, thinking about extending guys that haven't really shown you all that much in the NBA. The Bulls are a little bit of a mess, but a new front office and LaMelo Ball going to them, according to Kevin O'Connor. Number five, Keith Langlois proves prophetic, according to Kevin O'Connor's draft. The top five that Keith talked about is officially off the board in Kevin's exercise. So number five is Obi Toppin out of Dayton going to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Makes a lot of sense there. Uh, a team that needs a wing, a team that needs some talent, a team that needs some offense. And Obi Toppin falls right to them. And a team that doesn't really care about defense. So uh, why would it matter? Just uh, just have him go there. Another trade at number six. So that is the Atlanta Hawks who are rumored to be interested in getting out of this pick and possibly picking up some more assets and how about this one the san antonio spurs doing a pick swap at number 11 and number six so hawks moving down to 11 spurs moving up to number six and for their trouble The San Antonio Spurs are throwing in all-star DeMar DeRozan, which is a hot name of uh, the anti-analytics community. Uh, The analytics community hates him because he's a mid-range jump shooter and hasn't made it happen for teams in the playoffs. We've talked about DeMar ad nauseum here. But anyway, the San Antonio Spurs move up for the right to select right before the Detroit Pistons, Isaac Okoro, a number six from Auburn. So you know what that means. The hayes halliburton Anyeko Okongwu trio, which we all kind of agree, I think, in Pistons Nation, would be nice to pick up one of those guys at number seven. Guess what? All three of them are available in this exercise. It's certainly a possibility. I think it's more likely that all three of them are available than none of them, or even maybe just one of them are available. I would say it's probably most likely that Two of them might be available, and you'll have to make a tough decision between the two if that's what Troy Weaver is thinking. So in this particular exercise by a very connected NBA writer and Kevin O'Connor, the chips fell where all three of those players are available for the Detroit Pistons at number seven. Kevin O'Connor says the Pistons have interest in playmakers in this year's class, according to multiple league sources. And they'll have plenty of choices. So uh, that for those of us who like Onyek Kongwu, that's not great for the signs pointing to that. So it came down to Hayes and Halliburton. And Kevin O'Connor goes with Tyrese Halliburton of Iowa State, the sophomore, joining the Pistons at number 7. By the way, number 8, uh, the New York Knicks took Killian Hayes. And number nine, the Washington Wizards took on Yeko Kongwu. So those two guys fell off the board right away, as you might expect. And that's the latest mock draft from Kevin O'Connor. I thought that one was really interesting. And we will follow some of these more respected draft analysts as time goes on. Uh, The silly season continues, but also a fun season for us here on Locked on Pistons. That wraps up this edition of your favorite podcast, Locked on Pistons. I am your host, Matt Shook. Thanks again to Brother Brian for helping out. Tell, Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of rejecting the screen. Have a great day and we'll be back Friday with Friday Brian.